The opinions and suggestions expressed in the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. This following program is sponsored by Causeway LLC. Information in this broadcast is not intended as an investment, tax, or financial advice. Matthew Moore is not a licensed investment advisor and speaks solely from his experience and opinions. All information in this broadcast is for entertainment or educational purposes only. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa are not responsible for the success or failure of any person's investment decisions or purchases. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa makes no and expressly disclaims all representations, warranties, and guarantees with respect to this broadcast and its sponsors. Investing in any market is inherently risky and can be financially dangerous. Invest at your own risk. Gather knowledge in the world of cryptocurrency right now on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. Welcome to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Matthew is locally based right here in Tulsa. Questions, comments, concerns? Call 918-460-5764 or send us an open mic using the KRMG app. Now, here's Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Good afternoon, coming to you live and local from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Got it. You're hearing one of the few radio shows anywhere dedicated to cryptocurrency. We are unique. And over the next hour, you'll get a stronger, clearer idea of the concept and maybe discover what your place in that space is. Bob Cooper in for Russell Mills today. We turn you over to our host, Matthew J. Moore. Hello, Matthew. Hey, thanks, Bob. I really, really appreciate it. I love being here every Sunday. I want to welcome all you crypto newbies, lovers, and experts. Yes, we do this show to bring education, to calm those fears, because if you haven't noticed, if you haven't been paying attention to the prices, dollar price that is, it's pretty bloody out there in the markets, but uh, no fear. We're here to, you know, give you some hope, you know, or maybe give you some direction on uh, where you think or where we think things are going to go. And yes, as Bob was saying, Russell's out, uh, not feeling as well, but you know what, uh, Russell, we're going to miss you, man. And, uh, you know, Bob, thanks for stepping in. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Russell, we can't wait to have you come back and join us in studio once again. Uh, but and you know, like I said earlier, I'm not sure if um, you know what the what the markets are going to do here in the near future. It looks like we're getting a, a re relief bounce uh, after this uh, just co complete dump in the markets. Really, I mean, uh, last week financial markets just have been swimming in that blood. Uh, and I bet uh, many of you were probably killing to know what I had to say about all of the recent uh, downturn. I can't blame you. Uh, because, you know, crypto was actually hit even harder. And uh, I mentioned on uh, several shows that if the Federal Reserve raised rates to maintain credibility, the markets would most likely tank. And sure enough, we've seen this begin. Stocks, bonds, metals, cryptocurrencies, all of them have been impacted to some degree, uh, some worse than others. And sure, everything seemed to have gotten a bounce uh, Friday. But, you know, again, according to some analysts, this might just be a typical uh, relief rally. It might be the bottom. Maybe we uh, saw capitulation. Uh, but more sell-offs might be in the picture. I don't know 100%. I'm not a technical analyst. So, uh, But one thing is for sure, recession now seems to be baked into the cake. And with the new inflation numbers, we're still much higher than expected, with April's CPI numbers sitting at 8.3%. Uh, but still, why did cryptocurrency get hit even harder? Well, this week we witnessed something truly historical, a complete failure and collapse of a top 10 project that caused a real contagion in the crypto market. But no worries. To help me unpack today's headlines is my dapper co-host who is here to cheer us up. His name is Eric Cooper. Eric you have now officially been initiated, my friend. Welcome to the real volatility and pain of a crypto winner. And 
it's a journey every real Bitcoin believer must experience. It's a it's a rite of passage, I'd say. It's a great. Uh, I'm glad we didn't do any ceremonies with candles and uh, you know, blood sacrifices. <laughs> but um, you know what? It, it, again, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So it, it takes diamond hands. You got to sit there and really just uh, take in all the content that is provided not only on our show, but stuff that you can uh, consume online. We've been saying this is going to happen. Right. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, very cyclical in the markets and to, to help us in this conversation uh, is none other than uh, a Bitcoin miner in Tulsa native uh, from Nakamoto Partners, Charlie Spears. Charlie, welcome back, brother. How has this, uh, this market bloodbath been for you? You, you taking advantage of any of this uh, current sale price? Well, it's glad to be back. I only dollar cost average, so if it's, if the Bitcoin price is lower on a Sunday morning, then I'm happier because I get a better, uh, cost basis for my Bitcoin. I mean, it's great to be building Bitcoin mines now. It's way cheaper. But I mean, also, this ain't my first rodeo, y'all. You know, get used to it. It's going to be rough no matter what the future looks like. You know, and I'm really looking forward to uh, this episode because not only we're going to be talking about recent market crash, but later in the show, we're going to be bringing on a special guest, uh, words like environmentalist rancher, et cetera. And uh, his name is Joel from untappedgrowth.com. Um, and for privacy reasons, we're not going to mention his last name. Uh, but uh, what we'll be discussing with Joel, uh, we will be discussing the theory of Bitcoin citadels. That's right. Rancher, environmentalist, Bitcoiner, man, that's quite a quite a mouthful, but I can't wait to have a conversation with him. Uh, if you didn't already think Bitcoiners were weird, well, hold my beer mm -hmm. because uh, we're about to make it a whole lot weirder in a good way, though. OK, don't don't throw stones yet. Uh, why, why do Bitcoiners care so much about these ideas of freedom, personal responsibility, sovereignty? And why why do we desire to be self-sufficient? Well, Stay tuned because uh, we're going to unpack these ideas in the segments ahead. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, it's exciting stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, you, there's uh, so much happening right here. But here's the question for the segment, Matt, Charlie. A lot of people are at wanting to know why. Why did it take such a, a nosedive here? Why did the market uh, tank so much? Well, hey, I just want to encourage you, if you're in despair, don't be. There's always hope, okay? Uh, this is just part of the initiation process if you're new to Bitcoin. Uh, when when you have both a top 10 project in, the market in market capitalization, you've got Luna and Terra USD, which was the third largest stable coin. Uh, both of these projects practically went to zero, okay? And you better believe that it's going to cause some major issues when that happens. Now, I, I'm not an expert in Terra Luna, not, not proclaiming that at all, but the tokens Terra USD, the stablecoin, and Luna were, uh, were built on the Terra Network, which was a blockchain project out of South Korea. And the Terra Network was first built on Cosmos, which is a network of independent parallel blockchains. And if you're confused already, don't worry. This is a complicated mess, and my head just hurts trying to explain this. Yeah, now, there's a reason why, Matt, uh, folks call these things uh, poop coins, right? Uh, now, <laughs> now, just substitute poop for the S word, you and, uh, and you've got the proper Bitcoin culture lingo. But to answer that question, many of you might be thinking, yes, Bitcoin is fine. Nothing is wrong with the number one cryptocurrency project. I actually got hit a little bit by the the Luna, and that was the one that my son picked out. So, um, you know what? But Bitcoin's well, you know, still strong. You know what? Everybody has learning lessons, and that's okay. You know, there's a, there's a reason why Bitcoin is simple and king of the crypto ecosystem. It's truly decentralized, and the simple fact that the founder of the Terra Network uh, will soon face lawsuits, and the fact that the entire blockchain was halted, goes to show that Bitcoin is truly different than most crypto assets. Uh, to put it simply. Uh, since this whole thing is 
so convoluted. Uh, here's the Cliff Notes version. Okay, you ready for this? A lot of effectively worthless crypto assets back their value with some amount of Bitcoin, aka digital sound money. And when markets figure out that these crypto assets are worthless, a major sell-off begins. And the worthless asset provider then has to start selling its Bitcoin to prop up the value of the plummeting asset. And if they have a lot of Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin takes a hit too. So uh, we obviously witnessed that. This is essentially what happened with the Luna and Terra USD tokens. They tried selling large sums of Bitcoin to maintain the dollar peg of their stablecoin, uh, which was all done with a algorithm instead of being back dollar for dollar. It caused major selling pressure in the markets. Terra USD had close to $19 billion in market capitalization and Luna had had 40 billion. So yeah, when these projects went to zero, people fled to the exits. Charlie, do you have any thoughts on this before we go to break? Well, it was quite a bloodbath. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of leverage in the system. There was a lot going on. And, you know, we talk about the entire crypto asset space here, and we're not trying to tell you that there aren't things that are outright scams, because there are things that are trying to steal your Bitcoin. Um, was one of the reasons why I personally want to only advocate for Bitcoin. There's a lot of really interesting projects and innovation happening in the space. Um, it's really hard to discern what is what. So it's very Bitcoin makes it very simple to say, ah, well, these other things may temporarily nuke the price of Bitcoin or affect it and contagion may spread. But as long as I'm dollar cost averaging, I know that this is an asset that I want to be in. Right. And so uh, Terra Luna, you know, that will be one for the history books. We'll put that up there on, you know, Mount Gox and... And the ICO booms and other the, the China ban. That will this will be something which we look back on and say, wow, that really defined a period in the history of adoption of Bitcoin. The cryptocurrency not top ten, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that was definitely historical. But um, Erica, before we go to break, can you share with uh, listeners the benefits our segment sponsor has to yes, offer? Yes, sir. This segment is brought to you possible by a company called Hedge. If you have a strategy of obtaining cryptocurrency on a regular basis, do you plan to automate your dollar cost averaging? What about getting all or part of your paycheck in cryptocurrency? Hedge is revolutionizing how you get paid, and Hedge makes it easy to automatically convert your pay into crypto. Whether you're an employer or employee, you can get started in four easy steps. Start getting paid in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. Crypto is a long-term play. Start a strategy today. Hedge is here to make it easy to stack those sats month after month. What are you waiting for? Start living life on the hedge. Check them out at gethedge.io. Again, gethedge.io. Love it. Well, we'll be right back with more great content and a great interview with Joel from untappedgrowth.com. You don't want to miss this, I promise. So one thing about cryptocurrency, not only do you have uh, Matt's expertise, but he's hooked up with the leading yeah, crypto the experts in the world. Um, has one of them on every week here. As a matter of fact, and as so, you said, we'll do it again in just a couple of minutes. Otherwise, more cryptocurrency moments away it. on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and... Welcome back to Cryptocurrency on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Bob Cooper in for Russell Mills. And a very exciting special show for you today. And by the way, Matthew J. Moore, people might want to say, hey, this show's been on like 46 weeks. Can I hear past episodes of this show? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And we're going to actually, we'll tell you how to do that here in just a second, too. All righty. We get back to the show now. Awesome. Well, you know what? I, I am loving, loving this conversation, you know, because a lot of people tune into this show for very specific reasons. And you might be asking the question, 
why are we still in this space? Why are we still sold into Bitcoin or, or, or why, sold about Bitcoin? Because I didn't sell my Bitcoin. I know our people here in the studio didn't sell their Bitcoin. Uh, hopefully you didn't either. Hopefully the uh, downturn in this market uh, didn't scare you. Um, we talked a little bit that, about that on the last segment. Uh, but uh, to help me share how to get those past episodes, uh, especially this one, once we finish today, is my co-host, Eric Cooper. He's going to share with us how listeners and how people can actually find these episodes. 100%, Matt. And if you go back and listen to past episodes, you can find them on KRMG On Demand. If you go to the Magic Google and look up KRMG On Demand, Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, any type of uh, you know c- combination of words like that, you can find us. Also, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And you know what, Matt? Most of the sentiment around here is, I wish I had more money to buy the discounted price. Oh, I know. I'm like, I'm looking at these prices and I'm like, man, I just wish I had some more cash. Uh, you know, because, you, you know, you just keep dollar cost averaging and then eventually you got to wait to get some more some more cash to, to buy more Bitcoin. But also in studio with us is one of my favorite Bitcoin miners uh, and local. Uh, he's with uh, Nakamoto Partners. His name is Charlie Spears. He's in studio with us as well. Charlie, you ready to kick off segment two? Oh, yeah, and I'm really excited for this guest, Joel, from Untapped Growth. I know. I think you have a little bit of history with him here, or at least you know him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so so last segment, uh, we were going to bring on, let's see, um, yeah, Joel, right? Well, we, but we got Joel. He's with us. Um, and, Joel, I, I, I wanted to, you know, I'm not going to mention your last name for, for privacy reasons, and uh, that's, that's okay. We've, we, a lot of Bitcoiners cherish their privacy. Uh, but I want to welcome you to one of America's only radio shows dedicated to Bitcoin. And uh, go ahead and please introduce yourself to our wonderful, wonderful listeners. Howdy, Matt. Thanks for having me on, man. So I'm Joel from Untapped Growth. I am the environmentalist, yes. cattle ranching Bitcoiner. That's right. I'm a big proponent of Bitcoin Citadel theory, and it's one of the things I talk about most. Yes, and we are going to unpack that a little bit. Uh, and uh, if you if you're interested in learning about what Joel is doing, just keep this in the back of your head. It's untappedgrowth.com. And like you mentioned, he's a rancher, environmentalist, and Bitcoiner. This is going to be a, a fun conversation. So, Joel, you uh, often begin to talking about what you like your thought process and how you think by beginning with first principles a lot of bitcoiners talk about first principles as a mechanism to make decisions and view the world can you kind of expand on that yes yeah, so i would say first principles are like a worldview right a worldview is how you approach the world with your presuppositions before you even realize you're applying a heuristic it's the way you look at how to ask a question and then you chase it down to find what the root cause of an issue is right I, I, in the way I often talk about this, I had some autoimmune conditions of health earlier in my life. And as I was trying to solve it, the doctors would just try to treat the symptom, treat the symptom. But I chased what's the root of what's happening here and how do I address it so I can integrate reality with my problem in order to actually create a true whole solution to move forward in a way that actually blooms into the world I want for myself, which in this case was health. Now, Joel, can you um, kind of share with us some of the details and the uh, the mission behind Untapped Growth? Because to say that you're very passionate about it would be somewhat of an understatement. Yeah, that's a really big question. I'll try to keep it brief and say that my heart is for reshoring American food sovereignty. So America, as an ethos of a people, we are a nation that loves freedom. Mm-hmm. We came out of a birth of a nation as this revolutionary story where we came and sought religious freedom for persecution, and we wanted a place to raise our families with self-sovereignty and do life where we could create beauty around us the way we desired to. So from that place, 
we've gotten to where we are as a nation. We grew and grew and grew, but slowly we've had a lot of our nation crippled over time in this current generation. You had the destruction of American manufacturing. You have the crippling of American education system, critical race theory and all the nonsense going on there. And the one that almost nobody's talking about is the way that our food security has been attacked. One of my favorite books is a book by David Montgomery called Dirt, the Erosion of Civilizations. He goes through and talks about how the fertility of the soil tracks the rise and fall of empires. So whether you're talking about Rome or the Aztecs, that as a nation, when they invest in their soil, it's almost like them having a low time preference on the people leading to flourishing later for their culture. But as they go to the late stages of an empire, they get imperialistic, they get hedonistic, the culture falls apart. And they start stealing from their soil bank, very much like central banking today, trying to steal from the future, right? And as they do, they have the downfall of their food quality. So then you have a less intelligent scholar class, the warrior class isn't as strong, and all the things that percolate out from it to eventually the point where they lose their resources and collapse. So if you look where we are today, we skip that part by trying to use fertilizers and things to jump over the hump and last longer. But we are in this international war for quietly securing sovereignty among nations in this global roll-up of communism that's happening today. And you got Russia and China. They're consolidating food sovereignty. China's using Belt and Road to try to get a hold of the phosphate mines and stuff in the Middle East and Africa. Russia and China have both been really accumulating food resources over the whole last year while we've been exporting ours. Why we've been doing that is a whole different conversation. And we're so dependent today on fertilizer to keep our food security strong that unless we get back to local food production and unless we get back to doing it in a holistic, regenerative manner that's not dependent upon a lot of inputs that are underneath this global supply chain dynamic, we're at a place where that's something that weakens our state as a nation. And the people of America are one of the things that's going to stop the authoritarian slide of the world because our love of freedom and us being able to stay alive as strong families and communities is one of the things that's going to be a stick in the mud to tyranny, and food is the foundation of that. Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that, and I cannot wait to figure out how Bitcoin fits into this picture and everything else. So uh, I can relate to the autoimmune stuff, too, because I dealt with autoimmune disorders, too. And you know what? One of the things that helped me get off all my medicines was food. So what does food and Bitcoin have in common? Well, stay tuned. You'll find out. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. More of cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore right here on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. Welcome back to cryptocurrency on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. Bob Cooper in for Russell Mills. Got an exciting discussion going on with a great guest for a total of four guys who know what the dudes they're talking about when it comes to cryptocurrency. And our lead pony this afternoon, as always, Matthew J. Moore. Hey, always happy and ready to be in the saddle to talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology. What does all this mean for our future? Yes, we always bring in phenomenal guests. And with me to carry on the conversation is my lovely co-host, Eric Cooper. Eric, thanks for being with me here today. Hey, I love it. Well, you know what? Also in studio, we have got uh, one of our favorite Bitcoin miners, uh, Charlie Spears from Nakamoto Partners. Charlie, man, it is always so good to see you. Likewise, Matt and Eric, and I'm really excited for our guest uh, this week, Joel. Um, By the way, we will have him in person at this week's Bitcoin Meetup. We'll give you the details at the end of the show. Um, But one thing we like to talk about is, uh, no, you know, Bitcoin, it's not a cult. I like to say it's more like a religion. And so, and that really does kind of transition because we're about to talk about Bitcoin Citadel theory, 
which is a very interesting uh, thing. And Bitcoin enables a lot of stuff, monetary sovereignty, but it also allows a lot of very interesting project, projects and takes on what it means to be self-sufficient and self-sovereign. So, Joel, can you talk about what is Bitcoin's citadel theory and how do you see this playing out in the future? Yeah, I absolutely can. So we tend to think about this emergent culture around these new buzzwords, like all the new language in Bitcoin, and Bitcoin Citadel theory is one of those things. But it's actually not that new. You think about in history, we've had these periods before where civilization goes through a downturn, where weak men create bad times or hard times, right? And one of the good examples of that would be like the Benedictine option, these monastic stories, or like the Monastery of Iona, where the Dark Ages in Europe's collapsing, and there's these group of monks that they consolidate knowledge. They go and store all the sciences and histories and mathematics, and what they always do as well is they can consolidate agricultural skills, seed banks, and resources and tools and technologies. Because what they understand is that soil is the first productive asset of any civilization. Yeah. Until there's an overproduction of food, there can be no division of labor, and there's no economy. So what they do after the downfall, they go out and bring their agricultural seed bank and tools, reteach how to raise a surplus of food, and from that phoenix rises in the ashes, they also bring out a strong ethos of strong families and strong communities because that's their vision of what the new world should look like as it reemerges. This idea of Bitcoin Citadel, Bitcoin Citadel theory flows from something we've seen happen in history numerous times. Well, I've got my cloak and my candle, and I'm ready to go out to. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's. I'm. We're, listen, we're not a bunch of weirdos here, but we do think these are awesome concepts: self sufficiency, uh, taking care of the land. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Joel is a environmentalist, rancher, Bitcoiner. How does Bitcoin fit into all this stuff? I mean, heck, if you just go to his website, untappedgrowth.com, you will actually see a quote on his website that says, uh, well, this is actually from Henry Kissinger, and it reads, who controls the food supply controls the people, who controls the energy can control whole continents, and who controls the money can control the world. We talked about that one before. And in my opinion, this is why Bitcoin is so important, why we need the separation of state and money. And if Bitcoin wins the monetary war and succeeds at decentralizing the control of money, how do we feel or how do we feel that this trickles down to the energy sector, food sector? It's going to touch everything. So, Joel, the, the real question is, are you doing this, quote unquote, citadel because you see the writing on the wall? Uh, and how does how does that quote, how does Bitcoin roll into all this? Yeah. So if you sit back and look at it, right, we're in this climate where it's weaponized credit creation against the people. So they're using inflation of the money supply to thieve from anybody who's saving their money in dollars. So there's this three-legged totalitarianism stool kind of thing, as I would define it, where they're using trying to control those three core things, the money, the energy, and the food. So you see this across the spectrum in a lot of ways we really don't have time to talk about today. But I would say this intersects where well, – I'll go through this real brief – I would say that human and humanity, we've had three core technologies. First, there was language, right? The ability to have and express desires across time and space to work with them with more people, right? Second was fire. It's the ability to harness and leverage energy to accomplish those desires, so more than just the strength of your own arm. Third is money. It's the ability to collaborate across time and space in a distributed manner and communicate about those desires with people that you can't directly reach and communicate about who is most efficient at spending their energy to fulfill said desire. So from that lens, Bitcoin brings us back to a standard where there's clean signal of communication and the monetary information as a human technology so that 
we can have a healthy relationship with energy again. And this traces all the way back to soil because the first capturing of energy that we as humanity did was the soil because you're capturing solar energy to raise food. I mean, that may have been food we hunted as hunter-gatherers that they're being grazed on, right? And Bitcoin is an energy cannibal. It goes out and it chews up whatever the wasted energy is. It unlocks new energy markets, and it drives up the price of energy so that we respect energy and have a healthy relationship with it. So from that paradigm, it's not just going to drive this market of renewables and like drive a change in the energy sector as a drive an efficiency of how we harness um, petro and all that. But it's also going to have a ripple effect in every other market as it respects energy. Food is energy because calories, right? Calories are energy. One of the biggest wasted energies today is all the deserts in the world. So you look at regenerative agriculture and what like Alan Savory is doing. If you look at going and rebuilding soil so you can get growing plant matter, synthesizing again through photosynthesis, capturing that solar energy, turning into energy of calories, that is a respect of a market of energy being harnessed and not wasted. So as the price of energy changes, it's going to force us to have to learn to respect energy better in every marketplace. And I believe it's going to take us to where we can't cut corners anymore and are forced to relearn how to integrate with reality better. So, Joel, many people, you know, like you, myself included, Matt, Charlie, uh, know that the current organizational structures that society depends on are, are soon to be broken or be reinvented. And in this potential great destruction comes great opportunity, right? So I try to be an optimist, but I'm also a student of history. Um, so are you familiar with the, the concept of the fourth turning and uh, are, are you familiar with the idea that, again, you mentioned it, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, and good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Where are we at in this order as we prepare? We are most definitely in the place where weak men create hard times. Yeah. I, I often come back with this worldview where, kind of like the scripture, where it's like, how do you give an answer when people ask you, why, the hope, why do you have the hope that you do? If you want to be well prepared for this world we're going into now, you have to be very, very careful where you place your hopes. Because we have presuppositions of all these ways that reality works that are not reliable as the world shifts in these kind of dynamics. You have to be meticulous to have your eyes wide open with humility to seek the truth of what am I actually placing my faith in and trace it down to the underlying first principles of what is real here and what isn't. Anywhere from like, your own personal beliefs about how the world should work to like, man, as, as civilization goes through this tumult of chaos, how does property rights work and how does trust work and how does economic commerce work? You got to approach or where does my food come from and how reliant am I on supply chains from China or like all these little places you need to have eyes wide open. And that requires having the courage to actually be willing to look at it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Charlie, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's fascinating. I'm really glad that we have people like Joel, and there are many others like Joel who are either joining him or independently starting these projects. And And one of the beauties of uh, Bitcoin is that it allows a decentralized consensus, both at the monetary level, but at, also at the social layer. So, so, Joel, I have a very interesting question. You've used this term regenerative agriculture a few times. Can you expand on that and kind of pull that apart? So regenerative agriculture is respecting the soil as one of the parts where you're trying to balance the harnessing of the photosynthetic growth process of plants 
where you're producing food for today, but balancing stock to flows and maintaining the potential energy of growing food also tomorrow. So you're trying to work with the microorganisms of the soil, accumulating organic matter in the soil, and you're trying to work in a way where you can hit the efficiency of making sure you're harnessing the maximal amount of sun energy to grow as much as possible with limited inputs. So we've talked about Bitcoin Citadel theory, how you know these self-organizing collectives, uh, and we, you know, how how is Bitcoin fitting into what you're doing? Uh, you know, with this project, how is Bitcoin being utilized with it? Can you explain to that or speak to that? Yeah, so we're living in this crazy situation, right? Where everybody has to be a trader in order to actually survive. You make your money, you got to be able to play the markets because otherwise you're going to eat and alive by inflation. Bitcoin is out there winning the macro war. It's stopping the theft. It's enabling us to actually have a safe place to store value. And it's going to change the political landscape because it's going to force us to integrate to reality better in a way that we can't fix this by voting, right? So it gives me the ability to make long-term decisions in a chaotic short-term world. That's the foundation. And then in that, we can plan for deep resilience by leaning into this localism and actually focusing on securing local production, local food supply, local relationships, and not have to worry about those bigger problems eating us alive in the process because Bitcoin's out there fixing that. Yeah, no, it's a very uh, decentralized or or I guess a, a way of living that is complementary to to the B- Bitcoin ecosystem. Uh, you know, we've only got roughly two minutes left before we have to go to break, but can you just share real briefly how you stumbled ac- across Bitcoin? Yes. So a lot of people got into Bitcoin citadels after getting into Bitcoin. I was actually the opposite. I was into doing like discipleship work and mentoring through small businesses and small like blue collar carpentry company and things like that when I built when I got out of college. And I got into thinking like, okay, as we're raising strong men to lead strong families and building these communities and building these businesses, I was seeing things like civil asset forfeiture and cash structuring laws and the way some of this encroaching economic stuff was getting worse and worse. So I began to ask the question of how are we going to trade in a sovereign way so that we can have defensible freedom? And I like any question, you're like, okay, I'm going I'm to have to solve this, but let's first look and see if anybody out there's working on it. Oh, lo and behold, there were some people working on it. Right, right. No, it's so true. And you know what? Uh, if you are interested in learning more about how all of this works, why we care so much about Bitcoin, go to my website, mattjmore.com. You'll see a bunch of resources that can help you get started to learn, to grow. We are always putting out content. I encourage you, just continue to listen to us every Sunday, 5 to 6, here we're based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, but we, yeah, we've got people listening from all over the world. I mean, heck, uh, New Zealand. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to stir some very interesting conversations and uh, these concepts of what does it mean to be sovereign? I even have a book about that, Foundations for Liberty. You can find that on my website. We're just trying to provide a lot of resources, connect you with a lot of great people. And we've got a Bitcoin meeting coming up this week, and uh, we'll, we'll make that known here in the next segment. So, but stay put. Because we'll have more Bitcoin, more Charlie Spears, more Eric Cooper, more Joel. So stay put. That's it. Absolutely, Matt. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, it all continues in just a matter of a couple moments right here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Welcome back to Cryptocurrency right here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Bob Cooper in for Russell Mills, who is... A tad under the weather, but we're fully expecting to be back here next Sunday afternoon at 5. 
with, of course, Matthew J. Moore and the gang of the Cryptocurrency Show. We are excited to be here every Sunday talking about the exciting things of Bitcoin. And if you're wondering, are we sad? Are we crying? Are we down and under? No. In fact, it's actually the opposite because you know what? When markets are down like this, this is where the real real money is made and actually where you can accumulate a lot of Bitcoin. So uh, we're, we're, we're true believers here. This isn't a fad. It isn't going away. And uh, so, you know, I just I hope you get some value out of this show and to uh, help help me in this journey is uh, my co-host, Eric Cooper, and my friend, Charlie Spears. He's a Bitcoin miner from Nakamoto Partners. They're both here in studio. This show uh, is only made possible uh, by our wonderful sponsors. And today, this segment is brought to you by our newest and local sponsor. And yes, if you haven't figured it out, spring is in the air. And in Oklahoma, that means two things, tornadoes and nasty pollen all over the place. There's nothing we can do about those tornadoes, but we can definitely help you with that yellow pollen-tinted car that becomes so prevalent this time of year. That's why this segment is brought to you by Bubble Up Car Wash in Broken Arrow off of 470 East Kenosha Street. They are Broken Arrow's newest locally-owned car wash with all the bells and whistles to make your car clean, shiny, and dry. Come take advantage of their free vacuums, air wands, and towels. Trust me, you'll need them. Uh, they have unlimited wash plans starting at $19.99 a month, and you can add a family member for $15 a month per vehicle. So what are you waiting for? Go cheer up at Bubble Up, and who knows? You might catch a glimpse of their family dog, Bentley, the Bubble Up Pup. You can find out more at www.mybubbleup.com. You know what? And if you've been listening to this program, today we've had a wonderful show with a guest. His name is Joel from Untapped Growth. He's an environmentalist, a rancher, a Bitcoiner. Yes, that's a mouthful. We've kind of unpacked it. Uh, and we won't mention his last name for privacy reasons. But, um, Charlie, currently Joel is slotted to be our speaker at the next Tulsa Bitcoin meetup this week. Please give us the skinny on this meetup this week. Yeah, if you liked what you hear and you want to hear more of it, specifically more of what Joel's talking about he will be our featured guest this month, which is this Tuesday of this week at the Tulsa Bitcoin Meetup. So this Tuesday, we are meeting at Heirloom Rustic Ales at 7 p.m. That's this Tuesday, 7 p.m., Heirloom Rustic Ales. Joel from Untapped Growth is our featured speaker. We're also, uh, we got a round of drinks on our sponsor, Digital Wildcatters. And we are giving away a cold card and seed plate. These are Bitcoin hardware wallets and signing devices. So uh, that's this Tuesday, 7 p.m., Heirloom Rustic Ales. And so, Joel, obviously we don't have a ton of time during the show, but uh, folks are going to be able to want to grab you and pull you to the side and have conversations with you. What are you actually going to be sharing about when you're doing the, uh, the speaking during the event? Yeah, so in that talk, I'm going to dive in real deep on the relationship between Bitcoin energy and agriculture and how fixing the money trickles over to fixing a relationship with the soil itself, which will lead to environmental restoration. Right, right. Well, um, Charlie and Joel, for those who might be worried about the dollar price of Bitcoin right now, uh, I know you know you guys are both big time Bitcoiners. What would you say to the people that are just like freaking out because of all the chaos that's happened in, in pretty much all markets, but especially cryptocurrency? Well, it's really exciting. This is where you get the cheap Bitcoin. You know, everybody says, "Oh, I wish I could have bought Bitcoin in 2016 and 2013 and 2012." And I say, "Well, it's cheaper than ever now." I don't know what the next year or five years is going to look like. The macro environment is very hostile on the short term, but long term, Bitcoin continues to make yearly high after yearly high. I think 
in 10 years, we're going to see $30,000 and say that was unbelievably cheap. Yeah. I'm dollar cost averaging as I have been. Yeah, it's definitely not going anywhere. Tons of infrastructure being built, tons of institutions getting involved. Uh, This is the time when they try to scare out the little fishies and all those big whales gobble, gobble, right? Joel, what are your thoughts? I think that it's really interesting where we've had this world where we've tried to steal from the future and tried to weaponize credit creation to build Tower of Babels to us being out of control reality. Right. And that being grounded back to reality again hurts. And that's what hard money is. But it's worth it. We're going to make it. You just got to keep holding on. Yeah, no, Joel, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation, and I love the correlation that you 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 kind of thread together with these these subject matters, and and I'm really looking forward to your presentation uh, and meeting uh, that we have on Tuesday here. Um, Eric, were, were you fascinated with with this conversation? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when we do the education perspective of it, 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 you know, one of the things that you said, Joel, is, you know, open your eyes, take a look, see some of these other things. What can you be doing to prepare yourself? And I think education, looking at history and then using assets is is a great deal, because I'm I'm, I'm assuming that if you're listening to the show, it's not that uh, you didn't find a good country station. It's that you're wanting to tune in to learn. And so please look into it. Um, Reach out to Charlie, Joel, Matt, come check, check us out on Tuesday. Yeah, and Charlie, one more time, where can people find us at the, uh, at the meetup? Tuesday, this Tuesday, 7 p.m., Heirloom Rustic Ales. Joel's our featured speaker. We're doing a round of drinks and giving away hardware wallets. See you there. Lots of fun. Hey, Joel, thanks for joining us. And, thanks for having me. Uh, yes, absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week on Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Thanks again for joining us. You can hear this broadcast and many others at KRMG.com at our website, Otherwise, Bob Cooper wishing Russell Mills a speedy recovery, fully expecting him to be with us next Sunday afternoon for Cryptocurrency on 5 o'clock on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk.